In today's episode, Joshua Hardwick, the head of content at Ahrefs, stops by to share the company's journey to 250,000 organic visitors a month. Just to tease this out a bit, these guys don't believe in Google Analytics. But we'll let Josh take it from there. So, first of all, thanks for joining us to this episode. Yeah, no problem. Um, You and I actually have been corresponding for a while for about guest blogging stuff and uh, talking about content for quite a while. Actually, I think when I I sent you the email for this episode, I think the last email we had before this was like 2013 or something like that. Wow, right? I think it's like something like that. So, so it means you've you've been to HS for a while now. No, it's, it's actually it's actually uh, oh, it's actually October two thousand and eighteen. It's not that oh, bad. Not that bad. Not bad. I was gonna say two thousand. What was it? Two thousand thirteen. That's the last time you sent me an email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we have a podcast now. So yeah. Joshua, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. Um, so Joshua, please tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your job at Ahrefs. Uh, yeah. So um, basically, I'm the head of content, which is just a fancy way of saying that i'm in charge of the blog really and, and most of the content like landing pages and things like that on the website uh but mainly the blog so so basically i write some of the posts and i handle the other writers uh you know work with the other members of our team to write the posts and uh basically the overall direction is i'm kind of responsible for that these days along with tim and a few of the other people so before i joined hrefs i was uh basically like a freelance link builder so i just worked with clients and i you know create content for them and, and create content with the with the aim of building links essentially okay so so you basically like would think this is what we need to create in order to do a massive backlink campaigns an infographic this this type of resource and then yeah. you go around and do the backlink campaign yourself yeah so usually you know people just want links basically like that seems to be what everyone wants these days but uh so people I don't want to meaningful content just <laughs> yeah, give me just links, just links. <laughs> like the song. i don't want to help people i don't need any it's of like that the DJ Khaled the song. all i do is links links, links. <laughs> but yeah like people would basically come to me and be like you know they they assume i guess that they need links to rank better with everything else and they want me to create a piece of content or just figure out how to get links because most people find it just absolutely the most boring thing in the oh, world they just so wait, wait 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 you just said something that i have i have a massive question about this even before <laughs> you finish the intro because we, I, I was we had this discussion yesterday with one of her uh with one of my my bigger clients that we had an article that was like ranking eight and and one of the, our seo consultants in the company there was saying that we need to rewrite the article, etc. And I was actually just looking at it and saying, I think just think like the people who are ranking a top three or f- or five all have like five hundred backlinks or more, yeah. and our article has like twenty or thirty. I think like <laughs> we should get more backlinks before we start rewriting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I you, mean, would, would you agree with that, or would you say rewriting is more important? Yeah, I mean, it depends on on exactly like the kind of keyword and the topic that you're going after. But if if it's a kind of you know, if it's as extreme as the top three, I've got like, you know, 500 kind of websites linking to them or whatever, and you've got like 10, then maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe the link building does need to be like more of a priority than rewriting it because it depends. If, if the content's good, then maybe, you know, rewriting it might not be the answer. It, it kind of 
it's a case by case kind of thing really which is not yeah. a great answer not what most people want to hear but <laughs> yeah 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 100 100 percent um yeah i think sometimes people get confused about how to prioritize what their next task should be yeah because they either prefer writing content in general they either prefer backlinks they either prefer uh i don't know like different types of optimizations and then whatever the situation is they're going to start with what they just want to do instead yeah. of like looking at the bigger picture no, I think what he just said now is that you just need to look at the stuff and say, is the content good? That's not the content's fault. Let's go for the backlinks. Yeah. So, uh, so like he's saying, which is interesting, which is like, and you're saying that the biggest problem is that a lot of people basically turn around and do whatever they really wanted to do from the beginning before evaluating what the right. problem was. All right. So, so for for example, this article is better. By the than... way, that's not a bad answer. Yeah. I'll give you at least two points. <laughs> Like, uh, the, uh, this, uh, we didn't mention we have points in this. Yeah, there's a pointing. So for the people who like, I know it's weird to listen to an episode about HRS without knowing anything about HRS. But mm-hmm. if some of our listeners did not do their homework and they know nothing about HRS, can you tell us a little bit about HRS and what the company does? Even more so how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, basically, it's like, so Ahrefs or Ahrefs or whatever you want to see, it's a basically it's an SEO tool set. So there's a, it's basically a suite of tools that's a you know a SaaS kind of tool. So it's not like a downloadable thing. It's just uh, accessible online. So basically you can use it to research backlinks, or you can use it for keyword research or competitor research, um, rank tracking, any of those kinds of things. You know, there's kind of the five main tools in there are kind of Site Explorer, Keywords Explorer, Rank Tracker, and uh, Content Explorer. So basically each with a different kind of uh, uh, the titles of different SEO tests. So really you can use it to do almost every part of SEO, really, like apart from some of the on-page stuff, I suppose. But, you know, there's a site audit tool as well. So, yeah, if you, basically if you, want, if you want to rank for something, then... There's pretty much every tool in there that you kind of need to be able to do that to give you the, to give you the data that you need to to uh, Swiss Army to knife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So, uh, what actually caught my attention was uh, a case study, basically about how you got uh, about two hundred thirty-five thousand monthly visits, right, over the last past two years. Yeah. Right, and how you kind of approach content marketing to get there. Yeah. So. Yeah, so the blog that's uh, the blog gets around. I think it's around two hundred thirty, two hundred forty uh, visits, but that's just from uh, Google, just from organic search, basically. Um, can can you? Um, no, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna. I'm, no, I'm gonna start with it because that's like a massive amount of organic traffic. Can yeah. I uh, can I ask you like two things? How much? And of course, to let me know if you can say it out loud, or, or like somebody will hunt you and kill you. Um, so, would you do you think organic traffic is your best converting channel? Well, the thing with that is we don't we don't even have a Google Analytics installed, so we don't track what? any of that kind of stuff. Like, and we do that kind of on purpose, I guess, uh, partly because Wait, you uh, don't have Google Analytics installed. No, we've got we've got we use Search Console, but we don't have Analytics installed, so we don't track referral traffic or anything like that to the blog at least. I'm not sure about you know the, the site as a whole, but for the blog, we don't track uh, any of those things. We can get a rough idea of the organic traffic from Search Console and even from Ahrefs itself, but we don't really track the um, any other traffic, so, any sources of traffic. So do you? So so wait, 
wait, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> no, um, I'm still waiting. Wait. So <laughs> you are you telling me right now? This for me is like a marketing scoop. Like if there if somebody I, ever cared about gossips about yeah. marketing, or marketing gossips. What do you mean? All the women talk about around the, around the fountain. <laughs> Around the fountain. What I don't year, know. What what year the water are we... cooler. The water cooler. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, so you don't. Ha- so how? What? How do you track traffic to your website? How do you know what channels are converting? Well, the thing with the blog what? is like, <laughs> this is the thing. This is the kind of approach that we've got to the blog, which is that if you really think about it, no one like how often have you read a blog post and then you just become a customer forever of a company? Like it doesn't happen. So. The way we kind of think of the blog is that, you know, unlike a landing page, for example, it, the, the job isn't really for it to convert the person then and there. So with the blog, we know that people aren't just going to read one post and then just become a customer. Like some might, but most people aren't going to be doing that. So the aim really is to show up whenever someone searches for something related to SEO that HRF can actually help with. So if the tool set, whatever, H, you know, the things that HRF can do, if they can help with whatever people are searching for, and we consistently show up there and we consistently educate those people about not only just how to solve the problem, but how how Ahrefs can help solve that problem, then we just, so it's a bit of a, I don't know, it's a more of a, a kind of a high level view of it, I suppose, which is just that we don't really see it as a direct conversion channel. It's more of a, you know, you're building trust and then you're showing people how we can help. And eventually they're just going to be like, well, Ahrefs, you know, they just I keep seeing things, ways that they're helping, like can help me with my problems. I'll just sign up and I'll just give it a go. So, so it becomes like a branding tool, basically. Yeah. Not, not yeah. that I disagree with it. It's just really scary because no. a lot of people don't openly say this, especially if yeah. they have, like at least, especially here in Israel where everyone's hardcore impact, uh, like uh, analytics and, you know, PPC and all these different stuff. It's all about getting the next user. Show me the, the amount of money and effort we put in to be able to get the next user. And then, you know, I usually have to explain to them, you know, you're trying to create trust, you're trying to build out your brand, you create content, you give value, these are the kind of things. But you kind of just said it straight up and to the point where there's, you're actually not tracking that, which is crazy. Like not crazy negative, it's crazy awesome because I come from, again, creative background where it's more about talking about the truth so you can move faster rather than diddle daddling around it, like and saying, oh, well, I'll just talk about acquisition and I'll say, hey, you might get people if we write a good blog post. It's like crazy amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we used to we used to have analytics a couple of years ago. Like, I remember we had it and then we, like, uninstalled it. And I think part of the reason for that is that our CEO doesn't really like tracking in general and doesn't really, you know, he's quite privacy-focused and all this kind of stuff. Um, but as well as that, it's just a distraction most of the time. Like, if you think about what most people do in analytics – and, and, you know, I'm talking about most people, not the people that are like, uh, you know, really into analytics, but most people, they're just looking at traffic. They're just looking, is my traffic going up or down? Uh, and it's a distraction. You can get easily distracted just looking at that every single day, wasting your time. Like the reality is that you know what works. If if you can see that your traffic's going up and you also know that um, that what you're doing makes just logical sense, basically, then there's not really a problem there. And, and the other thing is like you know we, we're aware of how much kind of money we're making as a company and we know that it's going up and we know the rate at which it's going up so we know that our marketing efforts on the whole work so it's more yeah, of but time how, how do you let's say that you're doing 10 different things let's say you have your blog that you're spending a lot of money and time on right yeah 
so you can say, okay, we're getting more traffic there, and that's your KPI, I guess, search traffic yeah. on your blog. Mm -hmm. But what happens if you're doing all this and you're spending, like, I know that really good content takes a lot of money, promotion, and I'm guessing, like, you know, backlinks, paid media, social media, all these things in order to get the content machine kind of running. It's very expensive, requires a lot of work. How do you even know if it's actually working for you or there's a channel that would have worked better? Well, the we don't actually like the the like the marketing marketing team that we've got is pretty small. Like there's I, I don't really know how many people there are now, but there's like basically less than 10 people, I think. So there's not many people. Um, there's, so we don't spread ourselves too thin, basically. You know, we're doing the blog, we're doing uh, the YouTube channel and we're doing some conferences and things like that. So we're not doing a whole, you know, we do a few bit of paid ads as well. But the, the, again, the focus of that is never really. And, so email marketing, and email marketing as well, no? Uh, yeah, but again, like, um, that's another thing that we don't track because we realized that all we ever looked at is open rates and click rates and then didn't do it. Like, we didn't use that information for anything. But anyway, <laughs> I, you know, like, um, the thing is, like, when we were, a lot smaller like the blog is one of the first things i think anyway I mean, this is before i joined the company but i think it was one of the first things the first marketing channels that we started using and the first one that started actually you know pushing us uh above everyone else like because we were kind of the underdog we weren't very big compared to mars and other these other companies um so content marketing we know that that's the reason that a lot of people know about us because that's where we were putting all our efforts for such a significant amount of time so I don't think you know. You know, you look at anyone in the in the kind of uh, in this kind of space. They're all doing content marketing. I don't think there's any debate about whether it works. And the thing is, even if it's uh, even if there's some other channel that converts better or whatever, like the the blog's not just a you know a, a device to uh, get some leads. I mean, it kind of is, but it's also a, a branding tool that that you know makes people aware of us and 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 basically. I don't know. I didn't really know how to explain it so uh, like concisely, but but I suppose we're just taking a, a bigger picture and trying not to focus on just getting bogged down with stats and things like that, which I agree can be helpful at times. But a lot of the, I think they're a distraction more than they're helpful a lot of the time. I th I think this is the most out there crazy thing I've heard. In the <laughs> it sounds kind of like it's, 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 it's the it, forty in the forty five episodes we had. It sounds so like far. Gary Veal. It's not like, don't look at the numbers. Just do what you do best and keep doing it kind of thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, Yeah, for a company, it sounds crazy. So, that's because everyone's so like, heavy no, but data, I'm, but it's kind of interesting. I'm thinking what, what interesting DNA and company culture you have that you can do it. Because I'm th like, I don't know, man. I'm blown away. <laughs> you dude. need to understand that Roy's having a panic attack right now. Yeah. We're not used to hearing these types of things. Right. It's kind of like crazy for us. Because again, if like, you know, I'm tracking accountability, like I'm tracking uh, you know, optimization. It's like, it's like crazy to think that you guys don't have these these things. But it's also kind of it's nice. A, it's, it's also kind of amazing because you are one of the I think top three or top two biggest like SaaS platforms for SEO. You know, yeah. like it's like it's now like we're talking and you're like this upcoming company who's like 
might make it or might not. Like you're one of the two best. They might make it. Right? They they're making. It. <laughs> they're already there, man. They're already. No, there. no, I'm just kidding. And no, they're but... one of the top two SEO SaaS platforms. I think I'm saying one of the top two, not because I think you're number two. It's because I don't know how to. Yeah. It's like he's afraid I, there I, might be a one that he doesn't no, know. No, no, I'm it's just like, I think it's like it's like you and SEM Rush are the two top, most well known, SaaS SaaS platforms for SEO. So yeah. um, you know, besides maybe like Screaming Frog, but it's not the same product at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But wait, would we just like, just so we cover it? Because I'm sure Roy has like 300 other questions. Just to, like to conclude, I'm, I'm so erasing one it. question about a time now because I'm not sure <laughs> what kind of world am I living in. That's anymore. right. No <laughs> logic. No, just just start asking about pink yeah. elephants. Yeah. Um. No, but uh, what you're basically saying is that you guys are hardcore trying to deliver value underneath the brand, and then it goes out there, and it's just good delivering as much value. And you guys are believing that if I can give more value to people, they'll come. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. But like, um, it's like with the blog post, like the thing that we focus on there, we basically look at two things. Like we look at whether there's traffic potential for each of these blog posts and topics that we're targeting. And then we also look at what we just call the business potential, which is basically, can we, you know, is that top, like if someone's searching for that, does Ahrefs help solve that in any kind of way? And if it does, you know, then we'll write about it because we can explain, we can educate them how it helps and we can educate them how to solve this problem in general anyway. So if you start approaching things like that and, and just be conscious of whether, you know, if we start writing about how to, I don't know, uh, you know, best social media image sizes, then we know that we've gone off the rails. We don't need any analytics to tell us that because we've got nothing to do with it, social media image sizing. You know, there's no tool in HRS that helps with that. We know that right. it's not something that we should be talking about. So, so of course, so you know, it's still can, adding value. Can you walk me through a little bit through how your editorial content or how the process of like the editorial content editing and writing uh, goes about? Like, how do you how do you start planning or strategizing your editorial calendar, for example? Uh, well, basically, again, it's like it's quite a simple process. We've got a list of topics that we want to talk about that we want to you know, rank for essentially and, and get traffic from because we, we've, you know, we believe that Ahrefs can help solve the problem and, 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 and it's related to SEO and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so because we're a small team, there's really, right now there's only really two people writing permanently for the blog. There was three, but so we're looking for someone else now, but, um, you know, for the blog for the size of the blog that we've got we've not got many people writing for it and i write a lot of the posts myself and mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff so the process is usually whoever's in charge of writing a certain post is kind of in charge of it and then and, and does the writing and that kind of stuff but um so it's usually two people involved in the process so the person that's writing the post and then we go back and forth with like comments basically uh you know uh, so someone so, will so write like, an outline. So, like, so the editorial is like basically um, and it's actually driving us into like the case study of how did you, uh, how, how are you, uh, able to bring 235,000 vi- monthly visitors, uh, organically every month. It's basically what you're saying is the editorial calendar is like very SEO based. You do, you basically do keyword research plus co- like, uh, like intent and making sure it's like product related or like product feature related. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you're so, like, and, yeah. So, so take us from there. Yeah, so the keyword research process, like I say, that we're looking for, um, we're looking for keywords and topics that people are searching for, that that we know that whatever problem they're facing, that interest can help with. So, for example, maybe we want to write about 
don't know. So, for example, we've got a post on protein link building. So we know that HRS can help a lot with that. Um, so we basically just tell people exactly how to do that. And wherever HRS is helpful, we integrate it within the blog post itself and use that and educate right. them how to use HRS to, to do that part of the process. So if you can just tell people how to achieve what they want to achieve from start to finish and your product just happens to be a part of that, then that's all we really need to do. Um, so, 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 Sorry, I wanted to just quickly like ask something about <laughs> that specific thing that you were talking about, which was, yeah. do, do I mention, the, do you like in the comparison between specifically mentioning your product in the post or just having it hosted through your blog and having them some sort of reference to the fact that you work there or you're connected to it, which one do you see uh, being the best or most effective? Um, so in the blog post, we want we want to showcase the product itself, like every single time. Um, so for example, you know, if we're talking about, uh, um, I don't know, link building, for example, or keyword research, well, we, the tools that we've got allow people to do that. So we can explain how to do it, maybe if you haven't got these tools, and then we can also explain, well, you know, if, you, if you've got the budget, then Ahrefs makes that a lot easier and a lot faster and does it a lot better, and this is how it does that. So like I say, if you can just consistently show up and wherever people are searching, because people don't just have one SEO question. If they're interested in SEO and that's what they're doing, you know, whatever stage they're at um, and they want to achieve something, they're searching for one thing, they're fi- you know figuring out how to do that. And a month later or a week later or a day later, they're searching for something else. And if we pop up, ad- pop up again, and again, we show that Ahrefs can solve that problem and then another problem and another problem. You know, maybe one person converts after the first read, maybe one person converts after 10 posts. Um, it's not really an issue which way around that is because as long as it happens and as long as we keep demonstrating that that Ahrefs can genuinely help with what they're doing, then that's really, I, I didn't really see, um, you know, how, what else we could do from a blog blogging perspective because a lot of companies do a blog and they don't talk about their product, which seems really odd to, to me, but yeah. It's interesting. So I don't know. I'm wondering now, like, just as a, I'm going to three, like free ball this for a second. Um, like I'm trying to understand maybe it's because you're a SaaS company and you know people are looking for a product in the end that will help them solve this problem rather than if I'm let's say talking to you know um, I don't know I guess B2C at that point right oh sure what I'm thinking is is that uh... he said Roy's still freaking out that you don't have Google (laughs) Analytics No, it's like what His I'm face thinking looks is like that he's drunk with it's, like, it's like, like he's like losing it. Uh, no, what what I'm thinking is that a lot of like if we look at it funnel wise, then your all your content is basically bottom of the funnel. It, well, think, it, it's it's like it's like one step away from a feature versus like a wider. Yeah, like you don't you don't have like like you know what if if let's compare this to two other SEO blogs, if we talk about uh, for example Backlinko. And if we're mm-hmm. talking about even, you know, like Neil Patel, for example. So Neil yeah. Patel would go all the way up in the funnel of just like, uh, hey, this is why you need to even be on Google. Like you yeah. buy a computer, <laughs> right? It's like he's going to go all the way up that funnel of like saying, uh, my client is somebody's buying a computer and then he's like building a business. And so he's going to go straight up to like the top of the funnel, right? It's like, how? Yeah. Well, what is SEO? How to do SEO? Uh, versus uh, like Brian Dean would be like a process kind of guy. He's used, like he has very in-depth blog posts about how to do this and he's going to go through the entire process and like creative version of doing this and all different tools, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's still about like somebody getting to know what SEO is. And your mm-hmm. type of content is more about like more hardcore SEO, 
bottom of the funnel. It's like, you need to get this done. We can get this done for you, in a way. It's like, you need keyword research. This is how you do keyword research uh, with Ahrefs. This is how you unlock these uh, potential keywords with Ahrefs. So they're like always ones that you're very bottom of the funnel oriented right now with your content. Kind of, but the, the a lot of the topics that we're targeting are I don't see as bottom of the funnel topics. So for example, just for just as an example, like the keyword link building, like there's a reasonable search volume around that, and it's obviously related to what Opera does, but it's not a bottom of the funnel keyword and a, and a topic because if you're searching for that, you don't know much about link building at that stage, most likely, and you're just looking to learn probably what it even is and then how to probably get started with it uh, from the absolute basics. But we still integrate like mentions of the product and explain how it can help within those posts. We just also tell them, we just also tackle everything else. So it's, again, we're not expecting, well, I'm not expecting anyway, people to convert when they do the link building, read our post, and then just sign up and then become customers forever. I don't really see it like that. It's more, um, you know, they're going to start to understand. They're going to see us, for starters, as, as someone that, that helped them, which is good you know like I, that's what i see content marketing as almost is that that's the point of what you're doing oh. to help people and and if you can explain how your product does that then well that is it really again i would like to point out that i think it has to do with the people who are probably looking for a product that will solve these problems for them and i'm sure that people who are dealing with seo are looking for many products that help them find better yeah, but i'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking like a business person like let's say you open a smb flower <clears throat> shop whatever right the questions they're going to ask about yeah, SEO gonna... are not the same questions. True, that... but I don't think those are the kind of clientele that you're no, looking no. for, is it? That's you're going as that's... far down as that to say like a no, flower shop, flower like flower shop saying, "Oh, I need it. I need like I need to promote my business on Google." That's way, way up the funnel. No, I understand that, and that's yeah. that's what I mean about bottom on top of like top and bottom of the funnel because somebody's no, like, I get it. It's "What is link? Build? What, like what? Possible. What is link building or how to do uh, link build or how to do ba- uh, link building?" Right, that's somebody who already has some SEO knowledge. Like it's like link 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 building or or how to build more backlinks is not a first day questions for for somebody who's like just getting to know SEO. Also, it's one of those questions where the answers has to come with a tool. Uh, yeah. Like you're gonna use either Ahrefs or SEMrush or Search Console, but it has to come with a tool at the end to do mm-hmm. it. Like, like yeah. there's no other way of you doing it. It's, it's not like how to optimize your content where some people can actually almost wing it by saying, well, this is like what's related. And I'm just going to write a post about what this is. And I still might rank for this. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Um, walk us through 235,000 visitors organically per month. You start with scratch. Uh, who are yeah. your teammates at this point? Who is like, how is your marketing team constructed at this point of the zero organic traffic? Um, well, like I said, we're, we're a pretty small team. So there's working on the blog kind of directly. There's probably two, three, maybe four people that are kind of doing that as a, uh, you know, actually there's only really two people doing that like properly full time. But, um, yeah, so, so the, uh, approach like to get to this stage is literally just, because you've got to remember like a few years ago, I've, I've only been working for the H for HS a couple of years. So Tim started the blog. Uh, maybe like five years ago or something like that. So getting to two hundred thirty-five thousand 
visits has kind of taken that long, but it's really skyrocketed in the past couple of years, which is when we ramped things up and started doing, you know, taking the approach of writing more content and doing it better a lot more. Let's so we basically just scaled things up. But um, so the approach, you know, we're in quite a good position because we're, we're well-known right now, so it's quite easy for us to rank for things, but it wasn't always that way. So it's a slow process. It's not an overnight process. It's just all we do is target things that people are searching for that we believe to have business value to us like it really is that simple so in terms of the yeah in terms of the, st- of the structure of the marketing team it's not so much like i'm the head of content or whatever but um it's not really like um you know like i'm dictating everything that happens or at least i don't feel like it is but um yeah it's, it's like you know we've got a list of topics that we want to tackle and the people that Right, them including myself. So we basically just try to choose the topics that we feel best equipped to tackle, uh, that we can do the best job of, and go from there. It's, it's and in terms of the of the kind of content calendar, like the way I see that is a more dynamic thing. So we don't really plan out six to twelve months of content or anything like that. Um, we because we re, re, uh, rewrite a lot of posts and and republish them. So we kind of just track how these posts are performing in terms of traffic. And if we see that they're dipping down and maybe need some attention and that rewriting a post is going to lead to more traffic than writing a brand new post, then we'll do that instead. So it kind of, you know, I, I kind of track that stuff just in a spreadsheet because I love spreadsheets. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I've answered any question there whatsoever or just spoken about loads of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if I'm summary, summarizing it to, like, a very concrete uh strategy then you were a hardcore seo strategy from day one and you basically you know seo is like it's about compound winning eventually it's like you get some traffic from there for this keyword this keyword etc until you win over your niche yeah and so this is basically uh this, this is like a classic in a way organic search uh, case study of how like to build traffic to yourself with organic links with organic traffic is like you basically had a very seo oriented you still have content writing content creation process because you basically start with finding okay this is our keywords or topics i think people are searching for and this is how i can basically write them you start writing let's say i'm going to say like as many relevant qualified posts as possible and once you had those up you start by either writing more or optimizing and like giving more attention to things written in the past. Yeah. So it's like, as far as I'm, I'm aware, I think from day one, it's been like an SEO focused kind of view with the blog. Like the aim has been to get organic traffic because if you don't get organic traffic, it's like every other traffic source, you either pay for it or it's just a spike and then it dips down. So it's really the only way to get consistent right. traffic to, to the kind of content that you want to get traffic to. But, um, but yeah, I mean, um, uh, the other thing yeah. that I was thinking just then is that, like, for us, the blog's kind of a it's a it's a weird situation for us because the blog's kind of a bigger thing than just lead conversion because it's basically we're an SEO tool. So if we can use our SEO tool to show that to to, to grow our own blog, then you know we're we're kind of a case study for ourselves in a sense. So us ranking for things right. if we weren't there then why would anyone trust us as an yeah. seo tool it's like you just go to whoever, whoever was ranking it so it's like you know i know that that doesn't apply to most people what's, but um what's the percentage of resource or time that you spend on content writing versus link building for example uh well 
I don't do any of the link building at the moment. Like I, I sometimes will discuss that with other people. Do you or, have somebody but you usually does that? Like, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of people that kind of do bits of link building. You know, we got. Uh, I'm not so like hands on with that, so I'm not 100 percent sure exactly what's going mm-hmm. on at the, every uh, at the every certain time. But so we do do link building, but it's not myself that does that, and it's not me that really handles that. But um, so most of my time is spent content writing. And, I'd say, you know, because of the position that we're in right now in terms of, of uh, you know, we've got a lot of authority. We're a big-ish website, you know, like high domain rating and all that kind of stuff. So we can rank reasonably easily without yeah, doing like, a lot of link. You have enough domain authority, and just by using your the, the internal link juice, you can basically get rank. You can basically rank pretty well. Yeah, so it's it's more a case of uh, just tackling the topics and tackling them well, and obviously certain topics attract links naturally over time and right. and all this kind of stuff. So it's yeah. How do you make the like? Uh, how do you make the decision when it's time to rewrite or upgrade an article? Like, what's the tipping point where you say, okay, like this article is like slipping one, two, three, twenty spots, right? Twenty, uh, rank, like the rank went down by twenty kind of spots. Or like when when is the moment you say we need to rewrite this or upgrade this article? Uh, so basically, like um, we look at traffic more than the ranking position. So say that we've got a post with, you know, right now it's got five thousand visits a month or something like that. Um, if we see that dropping down to like three thousand or two thousand, it just continues to drop month mm-hmm. after month. Then that's when we're going to consider like rewriting for the, the post or. Sorry, the yeah. trend, yeah. So okay, so yeah, you're, what you're saying is that you're basically looking at, um, so you just know how much traffic each post is getting, and you're checking month by month, and if you see like a very big change, then you go back and say, like, okay, so you understand that from the deep in traffic, there's probably like deep in um, in ranking, you check it out, and then you see how the landscape looks like, like who are the blogs or posts that are now ranking above you. And then you decide how to rewrite or upgrade your post? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so what I do, the way I actually do that is I just export the traffic to every page, like for the previous month. And I put that into a Google Sheet and then I just pull it all in. So it basically just tracks the trend over time. So I can just visually see all of the posts and see that, you know, maybe it's dropped by X thousand visits a month in the past six months. And, you know, if, if it's only dipping a little bit, between one month and it goes back up, then we ignore that because it's just that's just gonna be what happens. But if we just consistently see it dipping and dipping, then I'll look at the post and I'll think, well, why is this dipping? You know, what's the reason that Google's sending less traffic to this page? So, for example, we've got a post that's like um, a list of the top Google searches. So again, it's from our data. So it's it's like our database. What are people searching for most every month? And we wrote that a couple of years ago, uh, and it did pretty well. And I think it was attracting maybe like. 10,000 visits a month from Google and then it just dropped over time like you just see the trend dropping over time and if you just look in Ahrefs you can see that anyway there's like a graph in there that shows you the traffic over time um, and basically it's because it's a time sensitive topic you know if we publish what people are searching for most today then in a year's time it's out of date so Google's going to rank more up to date posts in the SERP so we just went and refreshed the data and now we refresh that data every month and we kind of have a template for refreshing that data so as soon as we re uh, we refresh the data like 
and made it so it was up to date. It just kind of shot back up traffic-wise, and it's remained pretty steady ever since because we're keeping it up to date. And that takes probably half an hour a month to do, and we can basically keep a post giving us 10,000 or more traffic every month quite easily. Um, it's not the case with every post, obviously. Like, you know, some things we just, most of them we're updating periodically as they drop with one-off kind of updates and then going back and revisiting whenever necessary. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you, if the thing is when you see a, tra- a post that you've already got, if it drops in traffic, well, the thing that I always think is, well, it had that much traffic. Um, so at some point, Google felt it was good enough to give that much traffic too. Um, so it's kind of got this, like, like uh, it's kind of proved itself almost. So if we can just give it a bit of a, a makeover, then the chances of it then regaining those rankings and regaining that traffic is probably higher than writing a brand new post because a brand right. new post takes a bit of a while to rank usually attract you know authority and links and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's a bit of a balancing act because obviously if you never write new posts then you've got nothing to rewrite at any point so of course um i, I know we're running out of time so i want to ask you uh one last question let's say that you are a, com- a SaaS company that doesn't do like an seo tool product Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it means that your probably your resources needs to need to, to kind of being be divided by like paid media and social and SEO, et cetera, et cetera. How would you approach this? Think about an early stage startup, like let's say a team of three to five people. There's one person doing like the marketing in general, uh, and they now have to start choosing the, the channels they want to use. Would you even look at SEO as a channel you should start? Uh, at that level, or do you think there's uh, sort of like a like a amount of resources you need to go after SEO? Um, I, I wouldn't say that. I definitely start SEO like as early on as possible because the thing is, unless you're publishing content and unless you're doing some level of SEO, you're always going to be at zero. Like you're never going to get anywhere. So, um, but if I was doing it for like a new company that's not got so much authority, like I I'd probably split things so that most of my time and attention was focused on initially targeting, you know, lower competition kind of topics and trying to get, trying to get traffic, relevant traffic that way. Um, and then a bit of the time would be spent probably creating content that, that was purposely like geared towards getting links just to start building that authority and bringing some authority into the site. And if you can just do that consistently over time, like this is the thing that I think with these kind of things, it's just consistency, especially like with SEO I'm talking about. It's like, it's not an overnight thing. You've just got to keep doing the same thing over and over and eventually it works. But most people struggle to do that, I think, because you need to, it's like, you know, if you're not seeing results after after a certain amount of time, then it's a bit, a bit worrying from like a right. marketing perspective, I suppose. But um, so it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely start SEO like from, from, from as early on as possible if I got the resources to, to be doing that. Um, and then you know, if you need traffic in the in the short term, which obviously you do, there's other channels like, you know, Facebook ads and Google ads and all this PPC right. kind of uh, ad stuff. Uh, or you know, there's there's a million channels you can use, I suppose. But it, but with SEO, I definitely start doing it as early as possible because that's that's what we did. You know, we, like I say, we weren't always this number one or two kind of SEO tool. Um, we were playing this game when, you know companies like Moz were ranking for 10 years before right. us like and we kind of started to catch them up and I think our blog actually gets more traffic than their blog these days like so you can compete with these big people 
like however small you are, you just have to keep going at it and keep keep the kind of uh, I don't know, yeah, keep the momentum. Is that right? <laughs> I brought the word. You brought the word. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, uh, thank you. I think this this was a very fresh perspective on how to do content marketing. Uh, like it's a it's a classic SEO, but everything else for me was a very, very different way of doing it, which is very, very cool. And I feel I like it's more like it. we give value, yeah, give I mean, value and remind them that our product can give value too. Yeah, it's, it's not like, uh, I think that sometimes when I'm speaking about this stuff, like, especially to people that, you know, like yourselves, for example, that are tracking a lot of stuff and like most marketers do, I think that the that it's kind of split. Like some people think, well, you know, that makes sense and that's kind of almost like admirable in a way. And some people think, Jesus, what are they doing? Like, a company of that size not tracking anything like so it's a bit like uh you know it's a bit of a split perspective but we're you know it's not that we're unaware that we that our approach is quite simple it's just that it really works for us it, you know we, we know it works for us because the company keeps growing and we're only really doing at a large scale we're only really doing the blog and youtube channel like so if those things weren't working then we wouldn't be growing and the other thing is like we, we see the product itself as the marketing really like the blog is not the marketing that's just telling people about the thing like i suppose that is the marketing <laughs> but uh, yeah thank you so much man thank you very very much yeah no worries <laughs> i mean nice i talking. think roy is gonna dream about this tonight yeah, I'll, you, you, I'll you don't understand you really don't know yeah, no one gonna... of the listeners can understand roy's face here as he heard these things, tonight his mouth is open. At a family dinner tonight, I'm going to tell my kid, "You would not be for today." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and and as my four year old, she's four, yeah, I don't think four she's four year old kid would say, "No analytics." What? No, she's <laughs> a lot of Gary <laughs> B. She's going to turn to me like, "Don't focus so much on the numbers, Dad. It's yeah. about bringing value and doing it consistently." Yeah, yeah, my daughter. Is that's like, how your is daughter a, talks. Is a Gary B. fan. Yeah, plus she has true. like my voice, so that's very cool. Um, that sounds like the worst. <laughs> fucking scariest kid in the world. <laughs> uh, no, Anyways. my kid is sweet. Yes. <laughs> Versus this monstrosity of uh, Jonathan Khan loving Gary V, four-year-old yeah. <laughs> mixture I've just heard about and will never be able to unhear it again. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, thank Josh. You so much, Josh yeah, no worries. All right. <laughs> Have a good day. You just finished another episode of Strike Gold with Jonathan Khan and Roy Pavarczyk. And if you're a marketer, you know what comes up next. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, share with a colleague, share with a spouse, share with your grandma. Um, Check out the show notes. Yeah, the show notes are great on season two, right? We've boosted it to another level. Yeah, it's more than show notes. It's a love note to our podcast uh, interviewees. And don't forget, we love you. We love you a lot.